Welcome to Fireproof Your Retirement, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation. I mean, I talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Do you know what bends my spokes? Nope. I think you do. Incandescent light bulbs. Actually, yes, I do know that. I started going around the house and all these, what do they call them? Not puck lights, the can lights that we've got. I thought we had switched mainly to LEDs. And I'm just going to let y'all know, this was the start of Death Plague 5000. Got little man down for a nap. Had a laundry list going, or a laundry thing going, and my daughter is nicely playing in the other room. So I tried to lay down and take a nap. And what do I hear? Mike and our oldest walking around. And Mike's yelling, This isn't an LED light! This isn't an LED light! Go get the chair! You gotta pull this out so we can put the LED light in! All I wanted to do was take a small nap. Just a tiny one. 30 minutes by the fire with Fixer Upper on on the TV as background noise. LED lights. Or in backup. Incandescent lights. Energy suckers. Multiply those by kids. I never thought it was that big of a deal. But I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to go over it today. I was skeptical about break even. You can imagine that I would do that. But it doesn't matter. It's false. You get focused on the wrong thing. I'm telling you right now, and the amount of energy our kids waste with those darn incandescent bulbs, it was about 60 bucks a month. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not your children. It's you. Whatever. Let's move on. I have to turn off 40 light switches on my way out of the house because every single light switch in the closet, next to the closet, out of the closet, on the dressing table, it's you. I don't know that I agree with that, but on that note, welcome back everyone to... It's got to be one of your favorite financial talk radio shows. I mean, how many could you really be listening to? But it is our pleasure, our honor to be with you today. This is Fireproof Your Retirement. I am your host, Michael Markey. With me today, she is each and every week, willingly, mind you. And there's going to be no sexual harassment scandal at this show. Vanessa Markey. I don't know. I could still probably pull one. (laughs) I don't think you can. We're married. No is no. Wrong. Do you remember when we had our first Great Dane and I built that? We had an indoor-outdoor kennel for him. In the garage, there was, how tall was that wall? Six and a half foot? At least. And there was a bench, an elevated bench for them to lay off the ground when they were outside. And one night, that darn dog decided to climb. I don't even know how he got on the top of the wall. 
But if you can imagine this, I know you remember, but for our we listeners. We do, 6.30 in the morning. If the listeners can imagine, he's got his hind legs at the top of the wall because there was no ceiling. It was just, you know, a, a wall to kind of create an area. His hind legs are on the top of this two-by-four wall, and where's his front legs? On the snowblower that was hung up. And it's on a hook. So here's here's what he's doing. He would move his hind legs, and his front legs would go out from under him, kind of like uh, Bambi. And then he would catch those, and he'd bring them up, and then he'd get in this like really tall position, then back out, and then up, back out. And I, I don't know how he woke me up. It was the noise, I think, because our bedroom was right above it. And I was down there, and I shouted, no, no, no. No was not no. No, because then you heard, bam, 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 not on the car. <laughs> yeah. Well, today we've got an exciting show, and I don't get this excited every time. We've talked about Bitcoins in the past. That was fun. But today we're going to talk about leasing versus buying, and it's not the same conversation you've had before with that, because I'm going to use Spanx. That's right, Spanx. You know those because el- you know what it's like to wear Spanx. I don't, but those elastic whoosh, things that women wear. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk yeah. about. We're gonna talk about leasing, and compared to Spanx, because I did that with her trainer, and it made a lot of sense. We're also gonna talk about LED lights. Obviously, that's where we're gonna start today, and then we're gonna end with net neutrality, that's which gonna, I still don't quite understand. Oh, but that's, that's gonna be a fun one. So LED lights. Should we worry about the break-even? So I get this box, and the box on the LED says it's going to last 22 years. Yay or nay? Does it last 22 years? I think so. I don't know. Nope. No way. Think about that. With that thought, our 10-year-old will be married, out of the house, and probably having kids by the time that light bulb has to be replaced. No. I don't. I don't know that he'll be married at whatever age he's going to be in 22 years. Well, I guess you were married by 32, so. So were you. And you were expected Girls get to be married the, younger than boys. The cat woman. I was not. Family never thought. You still don't. I was going to be the cool aunt. You still don't understand the, no, the dowry your father gave me. I've got 32 head of cattle coming yet. Slaughtered, but they're still coming. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so will they be around in 22 years? I'm going to tell you right now, I'm skeptical. I vote no. Why? It's just, I just don't see it. I don't see it coming, but it doesn't matter. So we're going to go over a couple of the math with it. Um, Let's walk into the average master bedroom. Master bedroom, listeners listening right now, you've got the master bath. How many lights do you think are over the average vanity? It's a double vanity. You have at least six. That's what I was thinking. Six lights. And then you've got the bedroom light. So the bedroom light, let's say it's one of those ones that are Flush mounted, you open that up, how many light bulbs are in there? Like three or four. Right. So now we're at 10. And then we go down into a kitchen and you've got can lights. Maybe you've got some of those hang down pendants. How many more? Another eight if you have cans and hang downs. And then we'll go into if it's an open concept. Now, everything today seems like it's open concept. To give you bright lights. So those main rooms, those great rooms, there's another 10 or so bulbs. Mm-hmm. And then if you got kids, the energy suckers, it's not me. It is the kids. Mm-hmm. They each have a flush mount light. There's another three to four times that by three kids. Go in their bathroom. There's another six lights. I'm telling you what right now, easily I find 30 bulbs. Easily. Right. So let's say those 30 bulbs now, typical wattage is either going to be 40 watts or 60. Let's just make it 50. That's really easy. 
now we got morning time, night time, daytime, you know, weekdays versus weekends. I don't want to get that complicated. Here's kind of how I did it. I just said, on average, those main lights in a house, and I started talking to clients and some other people, the main lights in the house, you know, the ones I'm talking about, they're on a lot. So kitchen. in the kitchen, the great room, if um, in the morning time, the bed, you know, that master bath area that right. people have, the kids lights, their bathroom, those lights are on a couple hours in the morning, couple at night. Mm-hmm. Now, just to make it simple, I said, let's make it three in the morning, three in the night, because on the weekends, some of those are on more. Right. So, <clears throat> or less if you sleep in. So I've got 30 bulbs and I'm going to use 50 watts just to go in between 60 and 40. Okay. Right? So 30 times 50 is going to give me 1500. Right. So it's 1500 watts an hour. Okay. Now that's 1.5 kilowatts. That's when you open up your bill, they charge you on kilowatts. Okay. So I got 1.5 kilowatts a day times that by six. I've got nine kilowatts a day. For okay. just the main bulbs, multiply that by 30 days. Now I've got 27 kilowatts of energy being used for the main bulbs, the things you use all the time. Okay. Now multiply that by 50. It, it ranges. I, I was looking at our bills. I saw us get all the way down to thir- 13 cents a kilowatt, all the way up to 15. Okay. So I'll just do 15. 15's easier. So that's 40 bucks a month just for the main bulbs. That's an okay. average house. Guess how much an LED is? I don't know. One tenth. Four bucks. That's okay. it. You save $36. And there's a couple. So we want to sit here. People want to go, well, what about the break even? How long does it have how long does it take? Who cares? Irrelevant. And that's not something that you normally hear me say when it comes to breaking down the math. Here's why it's so relevant. Would you agree with me that most just about everyone listening? That with finances, there are some months that are easier than others. Some months you have a little bit extra and other months you got to string it along, you know, make ends meet a little bit more, a little more mac and cheese. Absolutely. So when you've got the little bit extra dollars and you go to Meyer or you go wherever and you're shopping and you want to buy some LEDs, do you really feel it? No. You can just tack it on there. It, it's there. You got the money. It's fine. And then though, when you have that month where things are just a little bit tighter, imagine that total energy bill. It's not $70. It's 30, I'm sorry, 34, 36, whatever. It's 35 bucks. It makes it easier during those months where things are harder. Right. Now let's break it down to our situation. So when I woke you up, there was two can lights. Death, cold. Uh, I got the death stare, the death look, the death And yet you're still alive, so I don't understand why you're complaining. I've got a strong immunity to the death look. And even as a look, I've obtained. Okay. I read children's fable books and I know just not to look you in the eyes. Otherwise I'll turn to stone. All right. Continue on with your led conversation. So we got these two can lights that are behind the stairwell. Then we had four more in the dining room. Those six lights are on a lot. They were all 75 Watts each. So that's 450 Watts. Then we have this really cool looking modern, um, chandelier thing <laughs> over oh. the dining room table how many bulbs do you think that thing had it has 18 i know how many it has i had to count them and that was at another 40 watts a pop so do that quick math there's what 720 plus the 450 i'm gonna point out right now you picked out that chandelier that's like 1200 watts now you go into the kitchen we had four lights that weren't led those were another 40 each that's 160 that's going to be 
we'll call that 1350. Then we had 12 light bulbs upstairs in our main area area thing, and those were all 60 watts. There's another 720. So I'm gonna call that 700, the other was 1400, that's 2100 watts mm-hmm. per hour. There's two kilowatts mm-hmm. an hour. So at that six multi- multiplier of six, now it was a little bit over, so I'm gonna round up here. At that multiplier of six, that gives me more than 12,000. I'm gonna call it 13 kilowatts a day. 13 kilowatts a day times 30 brings me to 39. Call it 40 so we can do it in our head. $60 those add up to each month. With the LEDs, what will it be? Six. I'm going shopping. So $54 a month. Maybe the math is off a little bit. It's still $500 a year. Now guess how much I spent in light bulbs? I don't know because I wasn't with you. About 200 bucks. It's okay. really hard. I mean, really hard to spend five or $200 in light bulbs. Uh, by hard, I mean hard to do. You're like seeing the register go clink. Yeah, because clink, nobody wants clink. to spend money on light bulbs. Exactly. But we had it. So when things are tight, though, having that 50 something dollars off the bill is huge. Stop worrying about the break even. Stop. I did it. I've sat there. I don't think they're going to last 20 years. I don't care if they last 20 years. They last five. I'm good. They pay for themselves. Exactly. Well, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about leasing. We're going to talk about spanks, and we're going to talk about net neutrality. Mike Markey is full of information, but as you probably already know, he gets so excited to give out that information that he speaks at about 900 words per minute with gusts up to 1,300. Now's your chance to get that information at your own pace. Mike has written a book called Fireproof Your Retirement, which can be found on Amazon. It covers many of the same topics we cover during the show, including income planning, asset allocation, gifting, taxes, and much more. As you know, Mike is all about paying it forward. That is why 100% of the proceeds go to local fire departments. Once again, that's Fireproof Your Retirement by Michael Markey, which can be found on Amazon.com. Okay, and welcome back, everyone, to the second segment of Fireproof Your Retirement. I am your host, Michael Markey. Um, Behind the scenes, we haven't said this for a while, we do have producer Mitch doing a fantastic job for us. He really does a great job. Sometimes we get behind on things and we our recording schedules get off and he always gets it turned around, edited, produced. Phenomenally. Couldn't agree more. And you put up with Mike. Get to work with us would be the words you were you were looking for. He likes to work with me. I have to work with you. So how on earth are we going to compare leasing to Spanx? I'm still trying to figure out your analogy. All right. Why do people put Spanx on? Actually, you know, well, time out. Time females out. wear Spanx. I don't know of any guys that wear Spanx. There is a Spanx for men. No. Yep. It's called Hanks. My gosh. <laughs> no, but there really is. I don't okay. think it's called Hanks, but um, <laughs> what does it do first? Maybe some people who are unfamiliar. Well, typically females, I'm still unaware of the male trend. Put it on underneath dresses or tight-fitted clothing to suck it all in. To look better in something a little bit right. more form-fitting. Right. And feel a little bit better, right? Right. Well, was, I don't know that you necessarily feel better because those little things are tight. Well, you feel better because of the way you look. Right. So there's two ways we feel better the way we look. We don't eat what we want to eat. We don't eat when we want to eat. And we go work out. All those th- three things 
not very much fun. Or we'd use an example like that. So I had somebody recently asking me a lot of questions um, about financing, or I'm sorry, about leasing a car and saying, why is it a bad thing? Now, number one, leasing, unlike what Dave Ramsey says, it's not leasing. Leasing is a decision. Is it expensive? Yes. Um, but if it's if that's important to you and you understand you're paying a premium to always have that brand new car, cool. Here's how a lease works. Let's say that the car is $35,000 brand new. Mm-hmm. You're buying a brand new car when you lease or you're getting a brand new car. Right. When does a car lose the majority of its value? The second you drive it off the lot. Exactly. So you are who and who's going to pay for this lost value? The dealership you leased it from or you? You are. Easy. So here you're taking ownership, short-term ownership of a vehicle during its worst Mathematically, financially speaking, worst period in its life and its existence. Right. So you pay for that. You're going to pay for that lease through the the, depreci- the lost value, the depreciation. So let's say over the next two years, it goes from being worth thirty five thousand to fifteen thousand. So it mm-hmm. lost twenty grand of value. Okay. Part of your lease payment is paying that twenty grand of value. You got to drive that depreciation. So you owe it. And then they add an internal interest factor. They call that a money factor. It's not listed in the lease agreement. It's not anywhere on the contract. Okay. So that's why people like a Ramsey go, oh, it's fleecing. Just understand the terms. It, a little Google search, you can find these things. Does that make it bad yet? They're not, the auto companies, the dealership isn't required by law to tell you what that rate is. Now, if you ask, they're going to give it to you, but they're not required by law to put it in there. Okay. So what big company not required by law just goes out of their way to give you an information like that? No one. None. So why do people still lease? You got the first group who just, they're afraid it's going to break down. They don't want to deal with it. They like being able to drive it. Maybe there's three groups. The second group, just it's a show off thing. Uh, Boy, you know, my neighbor, the Bill blah, 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 is going to really be jealous. No, wait till he sees this. Like that neighbor we used to have that would mow his lawn every time I mowed. (laughs) And then you'd do it at nine o'clock at night just to tick him off. Oh, that was great that time. I'm like, watch this. Right at dusk. And he says, I'm the reason we had to move into a house that doesn't have neighbors. You were. No. But, so is it a bad thing? So it's definitely expensive. Some people will do it, group number one, because they just feel better and they're willing to pay that extra price. Some will do it as a status symbol. Others will do it because the way it makes them feel. And why would it, how does it make you feel to drive a brand new car? How could it make you feel? Excited, happy. Better about herself, right? Right. It, because it's new, it's shiny, it smells good, it drives good. Maybe I've been struggling with finances. I've been I've been dumped, or I did. Well, I guess you wouldn't be uh, upset if you did the dumping, but <laughs> you've been dumped. You lost your job. Your credit card bills up there. You've got unpaid medical bills. I don't know, but you're feeling kind of lousy, and all of a sudden, this new, nice, shiny, smells good car it makes you feel better. But it's a short-term solution, isn't it? Right. Because as you make those payments over and over and then realize, uh-oh, in two years, I got to replace this thing and I got no equity. Yeah, I can't go trade it in and use this as a tool to buy a new car. I just have to go drive it back. So how is it is leasing like Spanx? Because we put Spanx, see, look, we're, we're not going to be gender specific here. You put <clears throat> Spanx on to feel better. Right. To look better, to feel better. And then all of a sudden, though, here's what I've seen. I'm not saying with you, and I, I hope, well, there's no way that you can kick me under this table. 
Um, but I really don't mean this with you or I. I'm just saying that this is just behaviorally how people react. If you feel better, I do this. If, if I'm, you know, maybe a little thinner or uh, I get on the scale and it's a little bit lower and then we're going somewhere, I'm a little bit more liberal, not to be taken in the political way, but liberal on what I'm going to eat. Right. If I want a little extra ranch dressing and some onion rings or fries. Hello, Ireland, by the way. Fries come with ranch or ketchup. Anyway. You're still upset about that. I am. You feel a little bit better. You're likely to indulge a little bit more. Is that, I mean, is that controversial to say? You feel better. No. You're so, but the spank, you're not thinking about it because you don't see it. The spanks are designed to make you skinnier and look better, feel better. And so, is it likely? Is it plausible? Can you agree that when you feel that way, it's easier, a little bit more likely than to indulge? Right. And then all of a sudden, you take the thing off. And you're like, oh boy. Same thing happens at the end of a lease. You put too many miles on it. You put too many dings in it. Your kids drag their car, not their car. Their well, maybe depends on how old your kids are. But they drag their you know little tricycle or their their bike, and it's got the scrape down the side. And what happens? You're like, I oh what? Right, because they will get you for every ding, scratch, mile, and then they make it cross-eyed easy. look. You know what they do? They go, but we can roll this into a new car lease. Tell them what they've won, Bob. Another three years of denial. So I'm not saying leases are bad, but understand what you're getting into. And understand and evaluate. Ask yourself, what is the reason you're doing it? Because if you're doing it just because you think you'll feel a little bit better. Six months down the road, you're not going to. Six months down the road, it's not new anymore. They've and got your a, kid dinged it. They've got a new model. It doesn't smell good anymore. Now it smells like stale McDonald's fries and salt. You can see my diet sometimes. It loses its luster. Well, let's take a break, and then we're going to come back and talk about net neutrality. It will be fun. Stay with us. Every great day has a beginning, and every bad day has an ending. Many of you will start and finish each day in your bathroom. Have you ever noticed that when you go to a new hotel, the thing you want to see most is how nice your bathroom is. You'll take a look at the shower, the shower door, the glass, the handles, the hinges. Let my friends, my family, the pros at City Glass and Mirror, they've been here for over 50 years now. Let them design your dream bathroom. Let them help you start each day and end each day in your oasis. They can design it with vision and passion and they will give you an accurate quote. They won't give you a low quote just to try to win your business because they want you to be happy. Give them a call at 616-842-3740, 616-842-3740. Visit them on the web at cityglassgh.com, at cityglassgh.com, or again, give them a call, 842-3740. All right, and welcome back, everyone, to the last segment. It always goes by quick, but last segment. A fireproof your finances. We are your hosts. Glad and fortunate, humble, honored to be with you guys yet again. So net neutrality, what is it? Something about the internet. So it's about under the Obama administration. And this was one when I first heard it. I was four. They said basically that your net your internet provider can't slow traffic down to a site that uses more data or a site they don't agree with. Um, that should be an information highway and it should be free flowing. Right. That makes sense. How do you argue with that? Free market. Here's what I mean. So here in West Michigan, we're about equal distance. I think 
when we've driven to Minnesota, we've driven by a Six Flags north of Chicago somewhere. Yes. Yep. And I think that's about the same distance as going to Cedar Point. Yeah. So let's imagine right now, so the internet's the information highway, let's use highway systems. So let's say that I'm a highway provider and I own interest in Six, Six Flags. Flags. So, but I own all the highways or a big chunk of them. So what I do is I put a bunch of tolls, make it more expensive for you. And I put a bunch of stop signs on the way to Cedar Point. So now it's longer to get there and cost more money. That artificially increases demand for you to go to Six Flags. Net neutrality makes it so I can't do that. So net neutrality is a good thing then, isn't it? Kind of. Maybe not. Free markets. Free markets. Watch this. The internet, though, isn't this single lane highway. If you can imagine stacking up the highways as high as you can imagine up in the sky, layer after layer after layer. So here I am. I'm starting to drive on the one owned by the, the company that has a stake in Six Flags. Okay. So I'm getting slowed down. It's cost me a bunch of money. I can change what lane I'm in. I can go into one maybe 10 higher. Isn't that the same with the internet? If So I forget which company owns a stake in Hulu. Let's say that we've got both Hulu and Netflix. Those are streaming right. services. Yep. So let's say we this happened the net neutrality gone. We try to get on Hulu or on Netflix, and Netflix is always buffering. Right. Now that makes us, in a sense, one thought is we'll want to go to Hulu more. But when we can't get what we want on Hulu and we know it's on Netflix, we get annoyed, we get agitated, and eventually call our service provider and get a new one. Right. That's free market. Right. You say what you, short term, these things can happen. Long term, here's what happens. Somebody, some dude or dudette, they see the, they see the, they see the demand. They're going, wow, look at all these people wanting to get to Cedar Point, but no one can. Let's create another highway on top, an access point. That's all the internet is. And let's do that. And they come up with a business plan. Then they go put that to other people who have bucks, dollars, they want to invest. And what do they do? They get them convinced with the right management team that they're going to create another access point. That the other company doesn't own. And then they you can get to Cedar Point faster. Right. And then we free market fixes it. Free market moves, melds, changes, transforms with demand. So let me ask you this. Do you believe in America? Do you believe in our markets that when there's a need, there's a demand and, and a company or somebody finds it, that there's entrepreneurs out there that go, you know what? I'm going to put together money. I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to get some money behind me to be able to do this. I'm going to fill this void. Absolutely. Then you can't believe, let me back up, that it's hard to believe in net neutrality. Net neutrality adds extra regulation that basically takes away the incentive for people to go out and create things. Right. So would it be a bad thing for a provider? Let's say Time Warner, because I kind of think it's the Time Warner that owns a, a stake in Hulu. Would it be a bad thing for them to slow down Netflix? Yes. But let's also go the other way. They say it's going to make it more expensive for consumers. Maybe not. Not I mean, if somebody comes up with an option to not slow down Netflix anymore and they figure out how to do it less expensive. Well, don't you think Netflix, these streaming sites... They chew up data fast. Right. Now, there are some people, though, listening that aren't going to stream data. They want to check their email. They maybe want to go on to, not MSNBC, but they, they want to check <laughs> the, the news. They want to read some things, maybe Facebook. But they don't want all the little videos in Facebook. Right. 
So why should they pay? Now, they still want it fast, though. They don't want to wait back in the day where it takes three minutes to download an email. Exactly. They don't want that. They don't want that system. So why are they paying, though? Aren't they right now? Because they've got services they don't want, need, or desire. They're subsidizing our usage of streaming. Right. Because you can't break those things up. But when they allow to break it up and you can slow down one, not other, doesn't that create maybe a package, an a la carte that you could say, hey, here's the thing. You could have any sites, but we, we're going to no streaming. Right. And then you go, well, maybe they don't have the technology for that, Mike. Sure they do. Fly on an airplane. They give you Wi-Fi with no streaming. streaming. So I know it exists. Or your cable package. You can get cable, phone, and internet all bundled into one. Or you can just pay for the internet. Right. So in the end, if you believe in free market, some of these things, and I was for, by the way, I think I said it, when I first heard net neutrality, I was like, that's a good thing. Until you realize, wait a minute, free market would fix this. Because especially in today's world, you want to see millennials get upset. They don't get, they get upset about a lot of things. They just don't do anything about it. They put a tent up on Wall Street and they're like, look at what we did. You don't go down that rabbit hole. You again. didn't shave or shower for two weeks. You did nothing. Take away their fast streaming service. Slow down their iPhone. On that note, this has been another episode of Fireproof Your Retirement. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Retirement. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.